Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Stick around. We'll get started right after these messages. You know, public relations professionals more and more pulled into the content game. Well, what's the content game? Well, for me, I'll tell you what it is. I am doing a lot more, particularly since the pandemic set in, I'm doing a lot more curated content for my clients. In other words, I'm writing blog posts. I'm helping with some some quick snippet video things, uh, doing social media stuff for them, some things they can curate on their social media. They're just looking for content because content improves SEO, content builds credibility, content is, I'm sorry, I have to say it, king. But to that end, I want to talk to somebody who's really an expert on content, really an expert on video in particular. Um, This is Brady Hester joining us. Uh, He is with Brad Dog Media. He has got a lot of things he's going to tell you about. And I got to say too, I'm very excited to have a fellow Kansas Cityan here on the show. Welcome, Brady. Welcome. Thank you very much, Alex. Glad to be here today. It's good having you in the virtual lounge. I'm Brady Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I kind of just glossed over. Tell us where you're from, what you do, all that stuff. Yeah, so like you, I'm a fellow Kansas Cityan, so great to connect with a fellow Kansas City pro, so that's awesome. Um, So I actually got my degree in public relations at the University of Central Missouri. Great school uh, and great program, too. I've had interns from there. Fantastic. Definitely. I don't know if you're familiar with any of the professors, but... um, of course, you know, there, there's some great names over there. Yeah. And uh, through internships, I really got into the marketing side and, uh, you know, primarily with digital marketing, social media, which then led into, you know, digital advertising. So, you know, through all those internships and trying things out, I tested the waters and, you know, kind of created something for myself to start working with, which that eventually led into the podcast and creating my own original content for myself. And um, yeah, really trying out all aspects of marketing, especially on the digital side. So it's been a fun few years. Yeah. And that's the thing I didn't even mention in my lead in, you know, I podcasting, I've been podcasting off and on since 2006, but I've really not used it in a, in a very business oriented way until this show. I've had just more hobbyist kind of podcasts, things like that. Um, and I, the power of this is incredible. Well, well, of course it is. Look at this. You and I just connected and this is great. We would never have connected this year because of COVID. There's, we, we never would have bumped into each other. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know if you are, but even if we did, I, I would be wearing a mask. You wouldn't know who I was. So uh, right. this is fantastic. <laughs> And you're, so we're not only um, is podcasting great for networking, but it's great to learn new things and it's, it's a great way to curate content and all that stuff. So it's, it's exciting to have you here. So I, Brady, I'll just jump in. I defer to you particularly um, on the video side. Tell me in your practice, in your line of work, what are you doing to help uh, brands and customers with content? Give me a, can you give us some ideas on what you think they should be doing? Yeah, definitely. So I'm a huge fan of putting a, a personality to a brand. And that's something that I feel like a lot of businesses lack. And, you know, a big focus for me is utilizing experts in like the videography and photography space. So I work with local um, videographers, and we kind of team up on projects, and I'll come in with a vision and incorporate that with, 
you know, videography and photography experts that can help me capture that personality and then base content around that and really use that for the brand. And, and that helps, uh, you know, companies or even just individuals who want to make a name for themselves actually stand out where, you know, it's not like they're cheaply creating, you know, personal content for themselves or avoiding their face on camera at all, which, you know, there are a lot of people that are camera shy. So that's sometimes a challenge. But, um, you know, a big part of it for me is getting that personality to shine through. So it lets the humans who are seeing the content interact with humans behind the brand. That's, that's so true. Uh, you know, I've dabbled a little, I won't drop names because uh, uh, of programs, but I've used some of the programs to kind of create little video clips and they're okay. They're okay. But I can see where the limitations are um, beyond my own limitations, but having somebody like you who can, it's not, obviously you're not automated and you can bring those, those assets, those brand assets, we can bring them to you and say, Brady, here's our story. Cause I have a feeling this is similar to my process when I get a new client for everything else that I do. Uh, I was like, give me all your assets. Let's talk. Let's really talk. I ask a lot of questions. And then from there, I start to see how a story forms, right? Right, right. Is that what you do? To see? I think that's what yeah. you're doing as well. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I love to see and, and kind of do an audit of, hey, what are you working with right now? What's going on? Um, what are the consumers and your target audience really connecting with or maybe you know, lacking? And um, yeah, I love to get the background. And a lot of times, the story kind of writes itself with people, you know, you just get to talking with them and hearing what they're all about. And just like that, you know, the direction kind of creates itself, which is pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I love that when I'm writing something and it just happens. And, you know, I, I worked in television for, I was over at KCPT for a number of years when I first came to oh, Kansas cool. city. I wasn't a producer. I was the PR guy there, but yeah. I, I was around it and I worked over the promotions team and they were all producers and shooters and they all, and I, I love to observe how they would take something that was on the page or somebody right in front of them and just transform them. And that's, you know, that's the, the power of video. Can I ask you this? And I don't want to put you on the spot if it's not exactly your area, but uh, video, as far as I understand it, does get more eyeballs, uh, whether they be SEO eyeballs that are automated or people is that is still the case, correct? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, that's really direction, the direction everything is going, you know, when Instagram and Facebook, you know, they start to add video into their platforms, you know, their algorithm naturally, you know, they want to promote the new thing, right? So, right. you know, when they start incorporating video, they're going to let the algorithm actually prefer that content for people so that that'll encourage more users to put out more video because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, oftentimes at least there are some shorter video content now, but you know, if you get somebody to watch a one to two minute video that keeps somebody on the platform longer than scrolling through a picture real quick. So, you know, that does, um, you know, playing to the algorithm a little bit, which is just an added bonus, in my opinion. I think so too. Well, how about this? Can I just throw a, well, it's not even a hypothetical. It's actually a question I got this, I got yeah, an email go from, from a listener and he says, hey, I've just made the transition into being a social media manager. I used to be in the news media and, and that's, and he's, and he's not an old geezer like me. He's a younger dude. And he sent me this and he said, you know, I've got this brand I'm working with. It's kind of a niche manufacturing kind of deal. 
and he says, I'm having a hard time. You know, he's having that hard time even getting to a hundred on Facebook. And, and he says, yeah. don't mind looking at my content and all that. So I started looking at his content and I said, you know, you know, and I swear, Freddie, I swear I said this to him. I said, maybe it's because you and I were going to talk today. I said, you know, I'm not seeing any video. I'm not seeing any movement on this page. I'm seeing a lot of nicely done static post, but I'm not seeing a lot of that. So, and he, he, he took that to heart, I think. He wrote me back and said, oh, that's a good point. I should look into that. And, you know, um, I need to also send him a link to this show and I will do that once it posts. But Brady, let me just ask you something. I mean, so you, do you get those kinds of customers come to you and go, look, we're just not cutting it on social. We're trying to get this Facebook uh, page going. We're, we're, we're boosting posts here and there. Do you, do you do that kind of work? And if so, can you just kind of walk us through how that looks to, the, to somebody who's out there listening going, I don't know if this is going to work for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I like a nice variety. So I think that's something that, uh, you know, the consumer will see. And, you know, if it's all of one thing, a lot of times, you know, they'll just get bored with your content. So a nice variety is good. But, you know, if a picture tells a thousand words, how many words does a video show, right? And you can really connect with, you know, being able to hear somebody's voice, see them move around, talk. So it's just, you know, there's so many more elements to actually incorporating video into content. And um, when you're wanting to actually speak to your consumers, if you can literally do it, that's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's not um, just through written form, which has its benefits, but uh, you know, it's another element and a great tool to have in the, in the toolbox. So yeah, I mean, oftentimes people, you know, and the most common thing when people come to me, um, it's that they've been scared to do it. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing. They're just nervous about it. So a lot of times it takes a little pep talk and uh, we can get them on board. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, can you give us some examples of some stuff? Let, here, I'll just another, let me throw something at you. Th this is an idea. I've got an idea about, I might do this, but it might be crazy. How about I do it this way? I'll just tell you my idea and you cannot be uh, concerned about hurting my feelings if it's dumb. Okay. <laughs> Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> Brady, this is how it's going to be when I hire you one of these days to help with one of my clients. I'm just going to say, okay, man, listen, I'll tell you this, but not in front of the client. <laughs> so you can tell me if it's dumb or not. Okay. That's how it's perfect. Work. Okay. That's, that's collaborative. That's as far as I feel. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's say it's a dentist and right now. Okay. Uh, one of my crowns fell off a few weeks ago and I haven't been the dentist because of COVID. I'm scared of that. Okay. I don't, I, the last thing I want to do is have my mouth wide open for 20 minutes while they replace the crown or whatever. So I was very nervous, but I had to do it. You, your crown pops off. It's kind of hard to eat when you've got, okay. Right. So anyway, That's enough of that. We've all been there. Yeah. And um, so I called and they got me right in. I went and I was, I had some trepidation. So I roll up and they told me when you get here, we'll meet you in the anteroom outside uh, we'll take your temperature. We'll give you some hand sanitizer. We'll do all that stuff. And if you're cool there, we'll usher you back when it, when it's exactly the moment we can, we can see you. They brought me in. They had me do the, 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 like a really high intensity mouthwash basically to kill off whatever might be there lingering around who knows what. Um, and then they're all shielded and masked and gowned and they had taken every picture off the wall. They'd taken anything that virus could latch onto. They got new wow. equipment that just, yeah, they were, I mean, I didn't know they were doing this, but they were like not playing. That's crazy. I haven't been to any offices since COVID. So I don't know what that's like. Well, and for a dentist, you know, in the healthcare, you know, so you, you they, people have to go to the dentist, you know, and I have to go more often. I get cleanings and stuff like that. So, but they had this machine they put right there. Anyway, long point story. Uh, to, there's a point to this long story is uh, 
I left feeling confident I was going to be okay, that I wasn't going to catch something that they, they hadn't, you know, they were very serious about this. But I know there's a lot of people who don't like going to the dentist anyway. So here was my idea. Now you're ready. Here's the idea. So I was thinking, well, maybe if I, if that was my client, I would do some kind of walkthrough procedure, even if it's something corny, like just being like the camera being the point of view of the patient and then just doing a walkthrough that they could post um, on Facebook. Is that, that's probably a little, little lame, I guess, but I'm just wondering, are those things, what do you think of those things? No, that's great. I mean, behind the scenes is huge. You know, people want to see what's actually going on. Um, you know, and especially in that setting where it's, I guess not necessarily behind the scenes because customers do walk back there, but it gives them a preview of what the experience is going to be like. So for somebody who might be a little nervous about going into that situation, it gives them a little preview of what to expect. Right. So yeah. I actually really like that. I think there's something to to that. So. Well, good I'd idea. ask my dentist, okay, good. Cause I'd ask my dentist. He said, I said, I assume your business is down. He goes, yeah, people, a lot of people, not, not completely, but they said a lot of people are just scared to come in and they, and, and, uh, and that's what got my wheels turning. Cause it, so if we could do what you said there, you know, just provide them with, look, this is what we're doing. We're not, we're not just going to tell you we're doing this. We're going to show you cause we're talking about showing and telling. So uh, let me go back to what you said though. I want to get that in a little deeper. So behind the scenes stuff, can you give me an example? I mean, you don't have to tell us who or what, but uh, is there a product or a service or, or an organization where you've done that kind of thing that you could kind of just elaborate on and give us an idea what that looked like? Yeah, a little bit. So interestingly enough for the podcast, I do a lot of behind the scenes for me. Oh, so, cool. you know, that's an example that comes right to mind, which is easy to talk about, obviously. So for the show, <laughs> you know, I'll actually show people how I'm editing a thumbnail for YouTube, um, you know, and kind of how my mind works and give people a little behind the scenes, you know, oftentimes I'll um, give people a screenshot or, you know, a little preview of an upcoming episode and like show from my point of view of like interacting with, you know, the uh, interviewee. And um, it's interesting, you know, and it gets, gets people excited and actually feel like they're a part of the show and not just a consumer. So, you know, that's an interesting example, obviously, but, but yeah, in general, behind the scenes is, is pretty big. I like your idea. You know what? Now you got me thinking I need to do one for this show because, you know, I sent you a pre-show questionnaire, <laughs> you know, but maybe just to alleviate any concerns, you know, and I just say, okay, you know, hey, this is me. like a two minute maybe thing or a one minute thing even. Hey, this, this is, hey, it's me, Alex. I'm going to be your host, your producer of the show. Here's how it's going to be when you're working with us on the, as a guest. You know, that, that's not a, whoops, that's not a bad idea, actually. I like that. Man, it's, it's like, these are some, this is some really fruitful conversation already. I'm getting all these hey, ideas. Here. Go. I'm going to have to hire you to, to help me with that. Is there, let's talk just since it's the elephant in the room, we've kind of touched on it though. It has, has COVID changed the way you do provide your services? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Um, you know, some people aren't as open to uh, meeting face to face. So it's, it's a lot more, you know, on the zoom call side of things. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, this year too, and fortunately for me, a lot of people I work with, um, they're also content creators. So a lot of times they just need, you know, help with the actual campaign management side of things. Right. So, you know, there's been more of that where, um, you know, they'll handle the content side themselves. So I'm not even going in person hmm. and, I'll literally just get, 
you know, the link or the video itself and just get to work and start using it. So it's been interesting. Um, definitely a lot more time inside my four walls, which gets a little boring, but oh, yeah. I can't complain. <laughs> let's okay. In our final moments, as we get going here, um, let's talk to the PR professionals out there. I mean, again, we're both credentialed PR people ourselves, but let's, let's talk about, uh, maybe if you could, your top couple or three tips on ways that PR people who are not into this part of what you do, don't really understand how they can help uh, serve their clients with what you do. Can you just give us some, some just some, some basic tips that they can lead with? Yeah. So uh, what would people do in, in my position from a PR if, standpoint? If you're a PR guy or gal and you know, they said, Brady, what can you do to help me serve my clients better? Just, you know, are there a couple of things they could run past a client that, that usually gets the client's attention? We've already covered some of this. I forgive me, but I just mean, are there the, what are the top two or three things that, well, just, well, it's me, it's me. I'm a PR guy. What can you do right. to help me out with my clients? What, what would you say right away? That's like, Alex, this is the easiest, very lowest barrier to entry to what I do to help you that could get the attention of your clients, maybe help me upsell a client or get a new client. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I uh, I love you know thinking back to uh, the PR days. Of course, there's a mix of uh, public relations and marketing, but um, you know I love getting back into that PR first mindset. So, you know I love having the the public relations background because I feel like it's still you know locked in my brain with everything I do, and you know with everything you want to think how will this be perceived by the public, you know, right. And whether it's content or anything that you put online, you want to think first how this is going to be perceived. So even if it's engaging or, you know, there's some type of value with the content, if it doesn't really fit with your brand and, you know, get perceived in a way that um, your actual, you know, customers or clients, you know, would think is respectable, then you might want to stay away from it, you know? So um, there's just a lot more that goes into it than just thinking marketing. Right. Like even for me, I'm not just thinking what's going to lead to the next sale, you know, for this client or, or that. I mean, I'm thinking long-term, how are they going to be perceived and, you know, thought about, you know, in their public and, um, uh, so it's really multifaceted. And I think, you know, PR goes into everything, whether, you know, you really think about it or not. Right. Well, I, I appreciate that. I like that. Uh, and I think that more PR people should look at uh, branching out into doing this kind of stuff for their clients, because I think clients right now are looking for any edge, obviously they can get. And particularly when a lot of our clients, speaking for myself, their customers, whether they be B2B or B2C are stuck at home, as we just discussed, video and that kind of content and fun content and interesting content like that is going to help break through the clutter. I think a lot easier than, than a lot of the other stuff we used to do. So I, I love that aspect of what you're doing. Um, well, yeah, before we wrap up, well, what, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you real quick about your show. Tell us about the show, where can people find it and what, what do you do on the show? Yeah, I appreciate it. So it's called the Brad dog media show, uh, based around my personal brand, Brad dog media, which, it was kind of a funny nickname that led into a, a brand. So um, it's really geared toward 
helping young entrepreneurs get an idea of, you know, different directions they could go in entrepreneurship and, um, you know, tips and relatability as far as the journey goes. Um, so I bring on people from a variety of industries that uh, have their own entrepreneurship journey and, you know, really give people a taste of what it's been like. And the great thing is hearing how every story is different. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, you think, I don't know. I think a lot of people believe um, entrepreneurs or people that are in high positions had some type of privileged background, but that has rarely been the case. And more often than not, everybody's story is super relatable. So that's been really fun. But um, as far as where people can find it, um, so it's the Brad Dog Media Show with Brady Hester. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Now, Google Play, YouTube. So yeah, pretty much anywhere. Wherever you get your quality podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll put links in the show notes, of course, oh, to thanks. all of this. Hey, last word is to you, man. Anything I didn't ask about that you want to cover before you check out and go back out in this wonderful, beautiful Kansas City day, or maybe you're staying at home. I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully get outside a little bit. It's weird getting all this warm weather uh, this yeah. far into fall, but... Yeah, it's you know. like in the 80s here, folks. Uh, just I, Of course, as the day we record this in, uh, what is this, October? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. last word to Crazy. you, sir. Yeah, so, I mean, I would just recommend to people, don't be afraid to get in front of the camera. You know, even if it's not going to be like, you know, I guess an official post, like maybe start off with Instagram stories, giving people a little behind the scenes, just showing what you're up to, get in front of the camera and see how that can evolve, you know, if. If you haven't done that at all, that's a good place to start. And um, just give it a shot and you'd, you'd be surprised at the amount of feedback and um, gain that you'll get from actually showing your face in front of the camera. Yeah, and, and you might actually be good at it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Brady Hester, Red Dog Media, Kansas City, fellow citizen. City. Thank you so much for being here in the virtual lounge, my brother. Thank you, great having, great hopping on the show. <laughs> Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at ours PR. Or even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long and you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name in the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at prafterhours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over, and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood, and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM.